This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at woodhousebuickgmc.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And this week it is episode 24. Mm-hmm. But book 23. You're on top of it. It's all good. Though, just a warning in advance, after the next episode, we're going to fuck it all up even more. And just continue to confuse ourselves. Yeah. Um, And uh, yes, it's book 23. Mm. And it is Say Goodbye. Goodbye. So, as usual, we will start out with some taglines. Yeah. Cover tagline. On the cover. So, yeah, we've got Can Elizabeth Survive the Heartache of Losing Todd? (gasps) Well, just, (laughs) quite frankly, just about. And the backline is the rather biblical A Time for Tears. There are a lot of tears. I don't know if you have any tear stats. Oh, I have tear stats. Okay. I've got tear stats for days. (laughs) Years. Okay. Here's Elizabeth Wakefield's heart is breaking. <gasps> Todd Wilkins, her longtime boyfriend, is leaving Sweet Valley and moving to Vermont. <laughs> Todd and she have only one week left. After <gasps> that, the only boy Elizabeth has ever loved will be gone forever. No! Again, sounds like someone's getting murdered. Well, yeah, they all do. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica, Elizabeth's scheming twin, is a castic. She never liked Todd anyway. The moment Todd leaves, Jessica begins to hunt for a new boyfriend for Elizabeth. But when Jessica's plot backfires, it threatens to destroy Elizabeth and Todd's enduring love. <gasps> Though, well, <laughs> I mean, is there love enduring? Yeah, in a way it is. Yeah. I mean, don't want to have too many spoilers, but just saying there's a big chunk of books where she's going out with somebody else. Yeah, like, <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a lot of hype for, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, after that sort of hype, I think I think it's it's fair to say that the cover does live up to that dramatic blurb. Please it's, describe it's it. It's quite a dramatic cover. Really so, is. yeah, unsurprisingly, it's Elizabeth and Todd. Elizabeth is crying. She's brushing a tear away. She's crying very picturesquely. Oh, like, very. Yes, this is this is pretty crying. This is not like... Yeah, it's not like... Kim Kardashian crying, you know? No. <laughs> go big or go home. No, it's just she's wiping away a yes, single tear. Very dainty crying. Very yeah. dainty. Yeah. Um, Todd, is, it's kind of weird that he's holding her wrist. It's kind of a weird... Yeah, it doesn't look like a tender gesture. No. It looks like it looks like another Carl the Orderly situation. <laughs> a little like, bit, yeah. Like he's about to drag her off somewhere. Oh god, he's wearing this absolutely dreadful oh my god. Uh, jacket. It's like is it a leather jacket? It's like a leather it's that kind of baggy suede blues on. A blues on jacket. Ooh, yeah, it's quite oversized and baggy looking. Oh, it is shocking. Like, it's a mess. It's shocking. Yeah. And he looks like he's wearing a sort of a, a velveteen. <laughs> Polo shirt. Oh God, that does look velvety, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Jesus, Todd. You're <laughs> in Southern <laughs> California, for God's sake. What's with the layers? Well, he's always wearing like cords and sports coats blazers. and Blazers. They're always yeah. wearing blazers. And tweed. He was wearing tweed at one point he as well. Was very unseasonable garb. It's ridiculous carry on. Though they always, I mean, in fairness, they're always wearing like giant jumpers That's and strings. Yeah. 
Uh, it is sweater dress central. Oh, the sweater dresses. Yeah, good. Well, even the thought of a sweater dress is making me feel a bit dizzy because we've been having a heat wave on this side of the Atlantic for some time. Yeah. And it is pretty hot. We're not used to this kind of heat. No. <laughs> we don't so, know what we're doing. So if we keel over yeah. and just in a puddle of sweat, <laughs> then you'll know. It's such a good look. It should give us a sort of a kinship with our Sweet Valley and mm. Powell's. Yeah. Because we too are knowing the baking heat with tanning. <laughs> Another sunny day. Yes. In Dublin. <laughs> there is rain at one stage one of the, in one of the uh, the upcoming books, I believe. In, uh, oh, I think you're right. A raincoat is mentioned. before that, it only rained that one time when uh, it was a Kara Walker couldn't come to school yep. she had a cold or something. It's like, okay, and Lila's hair was even more sumptuous <laughs> than ever. Oh, so uh, on, on that dramatic note, yes. let's, let's, let's dive let's right in. in. Let's do it. So it begins, and basically Liz is a shell. She's a husk of a woman. She is a husk. She's, she doesn't know what's going on, yeah. Because she's just been informed, if you cast your mind back mm. to the last book, that in the dreadful sounding talent show... <laughs> oh God, it really was bad. Oh God, it was awful sounding. <laughs> and Todd's contribution mm. was to read a tragic Christina Rossetti poem. It was very maudlin, very dramatic. And then he announced like, that he's leaving. Yeah, he's off to Vermont. Yeah. So Elizabeth is crushed. Well, and in fairness, who can blame her? I mean, yeah. you could blame her because it's Todd and he's kind of crap. But like, <laughs> she does love him. So, you know, I'm actually weirdly sympathetic towards her in this book. Yeah. Oh, teen romance, you know. Yeah. Um, and we hear that Winston told Jess uh, all the details about Todd's move because, I don't know, Todd didn't tell Liz himself. Yeah, Very it's kind of weird. It's, yeah, because uh, Winston's father is a close friend of Todd's father. So Since like, when? Okay. Mm. Mm. uh, (laughs) Yeah, neither am I and uh, somehow then Winston knows all the details and about how Todd's dad tried to stave off this work move but they made him so that's why it's also a last minute yeah yeah. like he was trying to hold out but then they were like until the end of the school year or something yeah Yeah. but of course the school year lasts for about 12 years in Sweet Valley so he's never going to get there at that rate oh god (laughs) who can blame his employers in fairness so uh, so yeah he's going he's going in a week yeah (gasps) they have like no time left no other there's like an entire page about how brilliant Todd is yes and there's quite a funny bit where Jess tries to cheer Liz up by saying that she and Todd can go and visit each other like executives. <laughs> so, because, <laughs> you know, as Alice, Liz says something like, Todd and I aren't executives. Okay. <laughs> Certainly not. Yeah. Um, so Jess is sorry for her, but then literally a second later, she's like, this is a good thing. Todd was a drag on her sister's social life. <laughs> Yeah, she's all excited about them going and going out together on double dates again. It's like, when did they ever do that? I know. Like, also, she really is a sociopath. Like, her sister's heart is broken. Is broken. Yeah. And she's just like, well, hey, yeah. I'll be down the dairy burger. <laughs> Poor old Todd to be off the scene. Oh, God. So Todd and Liz, they're together. They're just crying all each other, over each other. And she's so sad that she can't even appreciate the beauty of Sweet Valley. It's, you know, it's bad at this case. Yeah, because what is it? Uh, Elizabeth. Yes, for once, Elizabeth was blind to the beauty of her neighbourhood. <gasps> you know, it's serious when she can't appreciate so serious. the beauty of Sweet Valley. <laughs> Just the good part of Sweet Valley. Though. Oh, obviously. No, not, 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 the, the, not the Mankey Martin part. No, not <laughs> that. Filled with potholes <laughs> and petroleum glass. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's on Calico Drive at yeah. the beach. <laughs> and they, they remember her almost moved to San Francisco. But, mm. you know, that was just up the road in comparison to this. Yes. Yeah, I mean, at least it was the same state, but... Yeah, same coast. Oh, my God. (gasps) So, uh, yeah, the the soonest that they'll see each other is a month at the very, very least. And we learn that Enid is having a big farewell bash for Todd at the beach disco. Yay! And and Liz is like, oh, I know she means well, like, this is a nice thing, but, like, do they really want to have a big goodbye thing? Mm. So, and this is the thing in this book, and which is why I found it hard to be cynical about the Liz book, is that... um, I, I too had to leave a love in, the, in New England on oh, the summer of my J1 where I went out with a lovely American boy and I had to go home. And I actually, this really did remind me of the Aww. awful feeling where you're just like, we've only got a few days yeah. left and you are sitting around just being miserable yeah. constantly. Yeah. So oh, <laughs> it's not very exciting to read about, but it is Aww. quite realistic. Well, in that case, Enid is probably right to throw a big party to kind of distract, distract a bit. So yeah. it's not just total misery. You're not just working for going, this is the last time yeah. I've yeah. this. Oh God. So uh, yeah, the Wakefields have uh, they dine together and uh, we're reminded of how gorgeous they are they're a hot family it's true (laughs) (laughs) 
so beautiful. Yeah. And we learn that Jess wants a loan from Ned and Alice. Yeah, but uh, that's not going to happen because oh, no. she's been up to her usual shenanigans. <laughs> and apparently she charged nearly $100 worth of clothes at Lizette's <gasps> to the family charge account. Yeah, so do they have like their own private account at yeah. Lizette's? Apparently they do. Uh, I mean, I guess. There's no way that they'd give um, Jess the family credit card. So I no. guess that must be it. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, the charge account. So you must just be able to, yeah, charge it on your parents' account. They let you do but, it without the card. Uh, uh, very misguided. Yes. I can't believe that the Wakefields didn't Ooh. put a block on that yeah. account. Anyway, she was persuaded by Lila. Of course. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> let us try. <laughs> and Ned and Alice are just like, no, we're not paying it. Yeah. You have to get a job. <gasps> Pay it back, bitch. Oh, she does not like this idea. No. And uh, you get a bit of background then about the time that she was like, she wanted to be a lawyer. Oh, yeah. Remember? So she, she did. went off. Yeah. Like, and she, she had a part time job in Ned's office and yeah. And then left because that boy didn't have oh, a driving yeah. license. Yeah. Yeah. But she thought she was going to be fighting court battles and ended up photocopying. It's like, what did you really, really? think was did going to think? happen? Well, here? in fairness, <laughs> given Ned's subsequent behavior in the courtroom, Actually, yeah, that's cases, very true. Yeah. Perhaps she wasn't so deluded after true, all. True. So um, all, they're all bantering about this and Stephen is telling Jess, oh, it'll strengthen your character. And she's all, I don't need strengthening. I need 90 bucks. But Liz, <laughs> Liz has no ear for this. She's just, yeah. she's just thinking about Todd. She also feels like everyone's kind of purposely avoiding bringing up the fact that Todd is going. And yeah. Very kind of obviously just dancing around it. But she's she's determined that being separated will not destroy their love. It's mm. like, ah, well, Liz. Yeah. In fairness, like... You aren't executives. No one could keep that <laughs> up for that long. Anyway. It's true, yeah. Um, so Enid and Liz, it's it's some time later, they're chatting about the party and Liz says that, well, yeah. Liz, and Enid is a bit, oh, was this a good idea? Are you okay with this? She, yeah, she's kind of more realistic, isn't she, as well? Like, she's, yeah, she's quite mindful of the fact that Elizabeth might hate the whole idea of this party, but then she's also kind of not sure it's a good idea for them to spend their know, time crying on each other yeah mm, which is probably true and Liz tries to put on a brave face but um, she and she admits to, to Enid that her and Todd haven't really been facing up to what the future holds yeah they're both kind of like it'll be fine and they yeah, haven't talked they about haven't told, yeah because Enid kind of is trying to tactfully ask like you know are you going to see other people basically like are you like properly he's, broken he's up actually leaving so yeah. what are you going to do and it's just like nope it's fine we're just going to stay together even though we're in two entirely different places and we're 16 yeah. and have no money of yeah. um, and Enid is a bit like okay yeah. well good luck with that so uh, back in the split level um, ranch house mm. Stephen is teasing a sunbathing Jess <laughs> Who reveals that she's got a job? Oh God, this is amazing! <laughs> oh, please tell tell our listeners what her job is, because this is one of those classic subplots that I, I I think we both had totally forgotten was in this book. Yeah, it's one of Jessica's better little B plots. Oh, it really is where she's just you know up to no good, but you know not super villainous, no good, just no. kind of fun. You know, she's being silly, comedy so, badness. So she's gotten herself a job, and in her own words, I'm going to be a part-time receptionist at the perfect match computer dating agency. <laughs> <laughs> and it's run by a gorgeous young woman called Marianne. Yeah. Who says that Jess is a natural. <laughs> Stephen's like, well, fine, if you're trying to match, make people who actually want to, you know, find a boyfriend yeah. and girlfriends, then you'll have less time to spend on people like me who don't. Very true. Um, and yeah. Jess brings up Kara at uh, the time that she tried to fix him up with her and Steve is just like, look, drop it. I'm happy on my own. And yeah. then there's a very odd fish where Jess is like, gazing at him and pondering <laughs> about how hot he yeah, is. Yeah, they keep doing this every so often, don't they? Like, we know they're a good-looking family, but you don't need to have a sister literally checking out her older brother. <laughs> I know, like, and I don't have brothers. So, to oh, me, it just seems no, deeply, deeply strange. wrong. Yeah, Jessica looked appraisingly at her brother oh! as she slipped off the diving board. He's so good-looking, she mused. You should be appraising no, your brother. Jessica, stop that. Jesus. That's oh. someone's written dodgy fan fiction, I thought. <laughs> anyway, so she decides because he's so gorgeous, he, it's it's like he needs he needs to be paired up, sweet valley style. Yes, he couldn't so possibly she, be single for any length of time. God no. <laughs> um, so she decides to find him a match, mm. and uh, later Stephen and Liz bond in what is kind of a realistic scene about what it's like to sort of know that like something's coming to an end. And in fairness to Liz, she's not com- really she's not comparing. 
charge going with Trisha. Oh, it's yeah, Stephen yeah. who brings it up, but it's saying yeah. like, you know, it is kind of hard to deal with the fact that every th- time you do something, you're thinking, this is the last time I'll ever do this. Yeah, so yeah. you can't really live in the moment. And then <laughs> Stephen asks her about the possibility of dating other people. Obviously not an option for Trisha. Um, well, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> for obvious reasons. But he talks about his fellow students. <laughs> Can you tell us what they call their their partners? So, yeah, Stephen says that he's seen a lot of this sort of thing at college, meaning, you know, long distance relationships. People have what they call hometown honeys. <laughs> <laughs> Girlfriends or boyfriends they have left behind because Stephen goes to college in the 1950s. Yes! <laughs> well, it's my hometown honey, my see? Hometown honey. <laughs> Kind of an old TG as well. Oh, I was trying to go for. Oh, I know. I was trying to go for Jimmy Stewart and it turned out TG. Dear, oh dear. But um, yeah, they've got hometown hoodies and it never oh, ends well. Oh god. Yeah. So he just reckons that you know the demands are too high and you promise not to date and then it just everyone gets jealous and it's a mess basically. Yeah. But um, but Liz is like me and Todd will. But break the yard. We'll, we'll break that trend. Yeah, she's just adamant that it's going to work because because they'll make it work, and it's like, okay, I'm sure this will be fine. Mm, good luck with that. Yeah. Um. So meanwhile, Jess is at work. Oh god, and she's bored. She. How does this agency work? The com- the the computer part. <laughs> Seems irrelevant. It kind of does because they have index cards for all the yeah. women and people that, you know, get in touch with Isn't them. Isn't it like one of those so like you know. 19th century computers <laughs> that's all like cards? <laughs> Early 20th century computers. Oh, God. But it's in fairness, it's quite a spectacular sounding office because um, there's heart-shaped notepads. Ooh. There's pink index cards. <gasps> there's a heart-shaped key ring for the office. Excellent. Keys, there's pink pencils. Wow. And I think even Jessica's check is pink as well later on when that shows up. Wow. Like Marianne respects a theme and she you really know, does you have to admire that I definitely <laughs> do I'm, yeah. I'm team Marianne it kind of though. sounds like um, did you ever see that picture is it like Jane Mansfield's mansion yes everything is pink everything is hard it's uh, that but an office <laughs> I would happily work there in fairness yeah. so well done Marianne we're e- into it even though you, the technology of your system is very confusing and doesn't oh, really yes. seem to exist yeah, we don't really understand what's going on there. there are no mentions of computers so she keeps getting phone calls Jess keeps getting phone calls because she's the receptionist yeah. from women who are desperate Desperate to know if their dates for that night have come through. Yeah. And she's told by Marianne, oh, well, what, you just take their details and put them on an index card, put them in a drawer. Yeah. Dates for that <laughs> night? She's putting their names in a drawer. Is she hoping to just like manifest? Is this some, like, you know, Wish things like the secret? Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of manifest it your vision board. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very confused with the system it's yeah it's it's not very clear what what their what their system is <laughs> or how Maybe, the computers come into yeah. it jessica's quite cross about the whole thing because she's just like what a waste of available women yeah <laughs> yes because she's thinking she wonders if she could just give steven's name to mm. like the next randomer who turns yeah. calls <laughs> and then oh, she decides to look up marianne's files yeah. to find steven's perfect match because mm-hmm. the files aren't even on a fucking computer no. like it's just I, d- I don't know where the computer even comes into it like. why is it even mentioned in the name um so she starts snooping around in a drawer and marianne catches her and you and you think oh but she's not no <laughs> this is oh my god i wouldn't Nobody should use the perfect match dating agency because there's no client confidentiality. Oh god, it's a GDPR nightmare. <laughs> really yes. <laughs> so yeah, Marianne comes in and Jessica's like, Oh, so I'm just interested in looking at some old files to see how it works. And Marianne's yeah. like, Okay, here's the key for the office. Yeah. Go look at all the <laughs> copy grant. <laughs> Okay. Random 16-year-old who's worked here for about an hour. Totally fine. Yep. Here's all my client's confidential information. Oh, I think she God. says something like, but, you know, don't let it even get out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she can, she's just got free reign to go to root around to the office. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? So, but Jessica bonds with Marianne uh, and her unprofessional approach to work. <laughs> and she tells her all about Liz and Todd. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and and Marianne again is kind of like, well, you know, they sound, they like, sound like a nice couple, and yeah, yeah like Jessica's the, just like, no, he's a drag, we gotta yeah. get rid of him. <laughs> and Marianne says, did did Liz ever date anyone else? And just like, well, she was going out with Todd, and just like, oh, she went out with Nicholas Gorgeous, Gorgeous Nicholas Morrow, oh, but God. she didn't have any time for him. Yeah, oh, he was a stalker, is what he was. He was a massive creep. Like oh. it was a shit show. It and was terrible. He hasn't changed, as we will soon find no, out. No, not a bit. It's got worse, if anything. Yeah. Um. So, but that gives Jess an idea. She has a way of putting Liz out of her Todd-induced misery. Yeah. 
So um, they're at a, uh, at the the goodbye bash. Oh yes. And Nicholas is there for some reason. Of course he is. Why is he still hanging around? Why indeed? Why doesn't he have any friends <laughs> his own age? Go to college already, Nicholas. <gasps> Jesus. I know. Why? You're not even working in your dad's computer <laughs> know, business. Yeah. Um, so Liz or Jess drops hints to Nicholas about comforting Liz. And it's sort of like, oh, she'll need someone, you know, <laughs> to cry on when Todd goes. Yeah. And he's like, appreciate the tip. Ugh. Fuck off, Nicholas. God. <sighs> And and Jess actually thinks she'd, she'd prefer Nicholas to fancy her, but, you know, she knows that's not going to happen. Yeah. So she's just like, this is the next best thing. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> I guess that's fine. <laughs> and she, she wants uh, Nicholas to save Liz before she ends up in a convent or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I wouldn't want to end up in a convent either, but really, I don't think it's that likely. So um, how did Liz escape from the... The hurly burly of mm. the party. Yeah, because this is their last night together. Isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah he's, he's going, going the next going day. The following day. So yeah, they they go for a little walk on the beach, and it's all very sad. Yeah, and actually, there's a nice little callback to the last book, um, because Todd kind of says, "You know, all we can do is hang on, be strong. We're too much in love to forget each other." Oh, I didn't notice that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we've sort of learned that being too much in love is a good thing, but anyway. Yeah. Mm. Um. So he gives him a locket. Because he's obviously forgotten that she's always wearing her lavalier. Oh, lavalier yeah. So she's wearing both at the same time throughout ooh, this book, I wonder. It's a double chain action. Mm, Maybe. Interesting. But um, they both admit that everyone keeps telling them to date or hint to them to date other people yeah. and set the other one free, but they mm. can't do it. So this is actually the first time they've sort of talked about what they really want. Yeah. So they agree that they don't want to date other people and they, they want to stick together. And uh, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, I was at the. I'm not really sure about the. Schedule of this because this is meant to be the day before they go. But Jess is going through Marianne's files looking for <laughs> suitable partners for Stephen. Yes, and there's no photos, so she has to go by descriptions. And their first choice is a 43 year old divorcee <laughs> called Beatrice Barber. <laughs> Stephen's 18. <laughs> what <laughs> is she thinking? <laughs> I am going to be 43 in a few months. I am. I'm still 42, but I, you know. <laughs> I'm I'm I was born nearly forty three years ago, oh, and the idea of going out with an eighty eight year old. If someone suggested it to any one of my friends, I would think they should be arrested. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I will take umbrage later on with the way forty three is being depicted in this. But anyway, That's fair. that is very fair. Um, so anyway, Beatrice, her ex is a wealthy banker. So uh, just like oh, she'll have sophisticated tastes. Yeah. And then there's the next choice. Describe the Ooh, next choice, please. Jordan Maguire. So Jessica thought Arch. her name was terribly glamorous. Mm. She was interested in films, foreign accents. <laughs> so not just like foreign films or anything, just people with foreign accents. Any accent. Doesn't <laughs> Any matter. Accent will do. Yeah. Uh, sports cars and German philosophers. Mm. Her nickname was Jodie and she was only 20. Just a little bit older than Stephen. Well, that's what I was. Mm. Well, you know, what does she do? like? She's a first year in college. I don't. I think even if I was twenty, I'd have thought that. Yeah, it's kind of a big difference in that few years. There is a bit, yeah. Mm. But anyway, yeah. She Jessica hopes that Jody and Stephen Crouch can go to coffee houses together and get extremely intellectual. <laughs> okay, keep fake anyway. <laughs> Which her, I like. Uh, her third choice then oh is a woman God. called Melissa Porter, whose nick- whose nickname is Missy, and according to her questionnaire, she loved cooking, restaurants, eating, as well as all sorts of traditional things around the house. What does that mean? Literally, what is that? What are traditional things what? around the house? Uh, what? <laughs> like hoovering? <laughs> you know, I thought hoovering. <laughs> traditional around the, like a bit of dusting? I don't know. I just <laughs> love scrubbing the jacks. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> oh, Lord. So uh, she decides Beatrice is going to be the first one and she makes her. Almighty. And he, she hears. <laughs> Someone answers it. A middle-aged voice. Ooh. Now, I leave this to you, listeners. How middle-aged does my voice sound? Because <laughs> <laughs> me and Beatrice are pretty much the same age. Oh, God. So, yeah, this, you are listening to a middle-aged voice right now. <laughs> um, so she gives Beatrice Stephen's details. Then tells Beatrice, but don't t- say where you got them from because he's really shy. He's really shy. Like, what is she doing? This is insane. It's crazy. And yeah. Beatrice... Like, everybody who agrees to this <laughs> yeah. is also ridiculous. It's so strange, yeah. Oh, don't tell him th- that you 
what, what are you meant to pretend? How are you meant? Yeah. What are you meant to say that you you got his number? Yeah, from? where'd you get my number? Oh, oh uh, it's a mysterious. mysterious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll lead to a very comfortable date. That's so creepy. So, um, Todd, Todd, and the family are. Uh, are, are are leaving. They're out, yeah. And Winston's dad, who is suddenly Todd's dad's best friend, yeah. is helping the family store their stuff. Mm. And we're told that usually Elizabeth burst out laughing when she thought of Winston and his antics. Just the thought. Aww. She's very easily amused. Yeah. But this time, nothing can make her smile. Aww. And the actual farewell moment. I can't help but I think it's calling back to my own youthful oh, farewells. No. But I was actually like... Oh man, you poor things. <laughs> so, like, I didn't cry or anything, but like, I did feel. Oh, oh I know what that's like. That is fun. Yeah, so, yeah. Like he kind of tells Elizabeth to go because, like, yeah, neither of them wants to be the first one to leave. Yeah. And eventually, I think she tries to go, but then runs back and hugs him, and he eventually gets in the car, and she just watches. Yeah. The car go. And I think there's something about that, um, you know, having to separate from somebody when you do both still care about each other yeah. and you know that you can't believe that you are walking away Aww. but you don't have a choice yeah there's nothing you can do about it yeah it is very sad so mm-hmm. poor poor old Liz yeah um, and then Jess Huffley comes home and suggests because she's completely insane <laughs> she thinks that Liz is secretly happy Todd's gone Jesus just contrary to all the evidence in front of you. And all the evidence of the last 23 <laughs> yeah. books. So like, yeah. none of this makes sense. Oh. And Liz is heartbroken. But just as all, well, Nicholas will cheer her up. Oh, Why would you Jesus. think this? You're mad. She is. She's bananas. But even at that, like Jessica, when she sees Elizabeth, she's kind of shocked by how upset she looks. Because um, she says, you know, her, her her eyes were swollen from crying. Her skin was blotchy. It's all very unwakefield. Yeah. Uh, but the worst. Think they were able to look like this. The very worst was the apathetic look in her blue-green eyes. <gasps> no longer sparkling. Because they always sparkle or flash or yes. shine or, or shimmer. Or, or send out laser. They're like laser headlights of some sort. <laughs> so this is Not this anymore. is serious stuff. Oh, yeah. man. Bad days. <sighs> Dark days. Mm. So it cuts to a week later, yes. and Liz is spending all her time writing to Todd. Yeah, and she's spending so much time writing love letters <laughs> to Todd, more than one like one a day. She's writing him every day. Like that's what she said that she was going to write a letter to him every single day, and that's yeah. She spent every spare minute writing to him. Good like, lord, there's only so much you can say. I know. How much letter. has actually happened e- in a day? <laughs> and nothing. She's not doing anything else. <laughs> so. Um, so she's neglecting the oracle she's staying at home in case he calls yeah. and Jess is bitching about all this to, to Cara but yes. Cara is incredibly sensitive mm. and sensible she is in fairness yeah and she tells Jess that she's being insensitive yeah and uh, Jess does not like this new ca- new Cara yeah because usually Cara can be relied on to do a bit of bitching with her and, and kind some of gossip talk shit about people mm, <laughs> and gossip yes. you know not anymore but uh, yeah she's just not not having it this time and we learn that Cara's parents are, are divorcing and her dad has just moved out yeah and uh, <laughs> there's kind of amazing bit where Cara, uh, Jess says something about like whoa I've got an idea for helping Liz like you know how much she respects Mr. Collins and Cara's just like what I got what you're you're not saying what I think you're saying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just like what no obviously of course not <laughs> no, is it so like is it really that the way of they've the been possibility? presenting it so far <laughs> Would have passed Jess in fairness. No, in fairness, yeah. Um, but no, she's going to ask Mr. Collins to give Liz a big ar- assignment yes. to distract her, mm-hmm. like covering the big sailing races that are taking yes. place in the Sweet Valley docks. Waters? <laughs> <laughs> bay? Unspecified body of water? Is there a Sweet Valley Bay? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? So, so he does. And Jess is, uh, so Liz takes the case. She does, yeah. Um, and Jessica's immediately on her case then because she's just like well, who are you going to go with you have to go with someone and it's <laughs> like, like ah. <laughs> I'm covering it for the article yeah. I don't reporters don't take dates yeah um, but Jess rings Nicholas anyway she does she's trying to plant the seed yeah she's kind of yeah she convinces Nicholas to 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 ring Elizabeth, is that it? To, to yes, her... to ask her out and says like, oh, then he'll give her. She's a... gonna need someone to, <laughs> to 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 weep on. Basically, that's kind of her her argument for yeah. Nicholas. That um, 
and it basically is a thinly veiled um, suggestion that you know take advantage of her but she's vulnerable she's vulnerable and he is up for that because <laughs> he's chance. a creepy weirdo he's so creepy yeah but, so she kind of talks him into you know to ringing Elizabeth to give her a spin to the regatta but they have it. yeah but they meet up beforehand so after the phone call Nicholas nearly um, nearly kind of uh he starts getting nervous about it oh, but it turns yeah. out he's not nervous about doing the wrong thing by Liz he's nervous about humiliating himself Ugh. not like harassing her yeah. he's like oh, last time <laughs> no, she dropped me but this yeah. time you know I don't want to risk that again it's like oh, well God. maybe you should be considering whether it's a sensible thing to ask somebody out a week after their boyfriend her boyfriend who she still loves has moved. just gone she's yeah. literally going around crying oh, all God. the time oh but also Jessica has another one of those mad little flights of fancy Ooh. Um, when she's talking about how grateful um like basically all the morrows are going to be <laughs> for hooking Nicholas and Elizabeth up together. She goes, they'd probably rename one of the wings of their house the Jessica Wing out of gratitude. <laughs> Very likely. The Jessica Wing. And I think I actually wrote down, it's not a hospital, you mad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my Lord. That's as good. That's almost as good as the Lady the Jessica. Lady Jessica. <laughs> Wow. Oh, so yeah, Jess, uh, when she's not having these insane fantasies, yeah. she's she's thinking that Liz is almost cured of her addiction to Todd. It's mm. like it's like smoking. She needs, you know, just to be distracted. Yeah. Um but Jessica, at the back of her mind, she's worried that she hasn't heard anything about Beatrice. <laughs> the old lady. Oh god. So so anyway, Nicholas takes up uh the 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 powers, the powers of persuasion of Jessica yes. work, and Nicholas uh, rings Liz and <clears> offers <throat> her a lift to the regatta, and she says yes, which I think is, you know, yeah. But also, because yeah, while he's when he's been convinced, he's like, yeah, okay, I'll call her, and he's like, between us, I'm still awfully fond of her. I've thought about her a lot over the last few months, and sometimes I've considered calling her, trying again. After all that, do you, he's hey, still Nicholas. Her, like. Nicholas, oh my god, oh he's the worst. He's so awful. He's and I don't think he is shamed and shown to be as unhealthy as mm. he should be in no. this book. He's a dick. So, um, but yeah, Liz agrees to to go because he's he's and he's kind of manipulative. He's a bit because she's like, oh, you know, we can go as friends because mm. you're my friend and we'll be friends. And he's like, yes, well, <laughs> I need you to support me, <laughs> friend. Yeah. Um. And later on, she tells Jess that Stephen calls and told her that some <laughs> some old woman <laughs> keeps ringing him up. And she, I quote, this woman is old, oh Jess, God. about dad's age. <laughs> oh, my God. I refuse to think of myself as being the same age as No, Ned. yeah, it's quite unfair the way they keep going about how old Even though she I probably is. Am. It's like, 43 is not old. In <laughs> no, fairness, when I read this, when I was... I suppose um, when you're reading it as like an 11-year-old or 12-year-old, you're like... When I was 11, my yeah. parents were about 40. So. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, apparently this old lady <laughs> with her middle-aged voice <laughs> sounds really weird. No, I don't doubt that. You're really up, yeah, sort of going. She I'm just here for Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of imagining her now, sounding like Tubbs in. Hello, I want the Tiffaloon. <laughs> dear, oh dear. Um, so, uh, yeah, I was, I'm not surprised she sounded weird because really, how could she make that phone call sound normal? It's never going to work. Yeah. Hello, Stephen. Where did you get her number? Uh, anyway. Oh, yeah. uh, so, Jess is annoyed that Stephen is too immature to appreciate Beatrice. Yeah. There went Beatrice Barber down the drain, a perfectly good woman. <laughs> okay. I kind of love that Jess isn't ageist. Though. She's really not, in fairness. Yeah. So I'll give her that. She's like, she's a little bit older. Like, you know, she could be your ma'am. Yeah, but well, it is too old. But. Yeah. So uh, it's it's the Sweet Valley Regatta. Mm. And we find Liz is covering it. And it's good. It's actually kind of good for it it's a distraction yeah she's actually getting out and about and talking to people which she just hasn't been doing for the last while so yeah she's doing her, her job like, like so in fairness this part of the plan was actually a good shout on Jessica's half because you know yeah. it is getting around of the house this, and doing stuff yes the Mr. Collins yeah. uh, oracle part is good that's good but then Nicholas turns Nicholas up is this terrible. is just what a giant prick he is yeah. he's all aggr- aggrieved and I quote because he couldn't find Liz and he needed her to settle his nerves oh fuck off you giant baby Oh. And then we find it gets worse. Oh, God, we it does. find out <laughs> that his boat. He, yeah. he sort of badgers her into coming along and having a look at his stupid boat. Yeah, and it has two names. <laughs> and please, can you? Ex- 
explain. Yeah, this is such bullshit as well, because clearly there's one name that a boat has and someone that's fucking painted on it. <laughs> it's like, and that's the name of a boat. So he's like, this is true. ooh, it's got two names, one private and one public. The public name is Seabird, but the private name is my favourite twin. Ooh, uh, you fucking ham. I hate him so much. <laughs> oh my God. He's the worst. <laughs> oh my God. Well, speaking of people who are the worst who are also entertaining, which is not the case with Nicholas, who bounds up with oh. a with a towel carelessly slug about his neck. Absolutely. It's Bruce! Hooray. And he's not wearing tiny shorts for oh, once. Got boo. surprised. <laughs> mm, I know. We do prefer when he's wearing something ridiculous. <laughs> but he, he sort of teases Nicholas playfully. Yes, yeah, still very good natured, you know. And Liz uh Liz ponders how he has changed completely forgetting how he literally tried to sexually assault her oh, yeah. by saying things like I got stronger hands from Tennessee. Oh God. So really Liz like yeah. you are Short overly memory. forgiving. Come on. Um, and uh, he, he Bruce and, and Liz bond over the 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 difficulties of long distance love. Right yeah because him and Regina are all like writing letters to each other so yeah they kind of have that in common. Yeah and they're and Bruce is actually being sympathetic and He's being, being you know, nice you Bruce because he kind of switches between horrible Bruce that's, and nice Bruce that's doesn't true, he? That's true because yeah. he was horrible pretty much you know after Regina went. That was it because after she yeah because he was nice while she was around and then when she left there was a line somewhere about how he'd gone back to his, his old, old ways. ways. It was, it was like, like oh for fuck's sake well, this was all for nothing. Exactly. <laughs> well done everybody voted for, for yeah. whatever the hell oh, God, that was. Thing, whatever the fuck that was. Head of the Jesus. Carnival committee. Fucking centennial something or other. Oh, oh yeah. The the democratic system of Sweet Valley High is very confusing. It really is. So, um, and Nicholas is all like, hmm, when Bruce mentions Todd, I think his his eyes darken. And, of course, Nicholas wins in his stupid two-named boat. (laughs) And he yet again pressurises Liz into going to a party on his family's yacht, which is very Dennis from Always Sunny. Oh my God, the implication! don't know what the implication oh, is God. it's it's quite something I suggest looking it up <laughs> it is as uh, Emily Nussbaum I believe it was in the New Yorker said one of the few rape jokes that is actually uh, funny because it's about that's how, true it's not a it's, it's about, about what a creep what a creepy a scary awful person yeah, someone yeah, is as is. opposed to like <laughs> rape yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, that's very true actually so uh, yeah shout out to Always Sunny for that oh and Nicholas God. basically is Dennis Reynolds <laughs> um, because he that's all I can see he now better, he basically <laughs> implications are out <laughs> <laughs> though I suppose they're not in their own no, he gets Jess to come along as well. So, you know, there's the illusion of safety. <laughs> <laughs> and they even have champagne, quote, in the middle of the day. Oh, my God. Oh, dear. He's using the dentist system. He, oh, my <laughs> God. It literally is. Google that one, too. I mean, we could spend an entire episode yeah. discussing dentists from Always Sunny. Fucking hell. Um, and uh, he's very, he's very creepily and incredibly deadly offering Liz a shoulder to cry on yeah. and then inviting her and Jess to a family barbecue. Mm. And she's uncomfortable, but she says yes. Yeah. Everything about this is yeah, so, she's she's kind of so like, he's manipulating her so nasty. He really is. Yeah, because she's just like, we're still just friends, right? And he's like, <laughs> she's kind yes, of less and less friends. convinced that that's the case. But, you know, it's still kind of too uncomfortable to say no, basically. It's yeah. Like, and, and she is in a very vulnerable state because she, is, she has yeah. broken up. Mm. Yeah. Or she has. She's she's abandoned by Todd. Yeah. Through no fault of his own. No. So. He's just being a dick. And he is never really being shown to be a dick. He's just no. being shown as being a sort oh, of Oh, he's a just this charming guy who won't take no for an answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. He just really, really, really likes her. Yeah, he's just really enthusiastic, okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's romantic. Oh, Can't you tell? He's awful. So, um, uh, the, the next day, Liz is, is kind of still feeling a bit dodgy about all this. And she reads Todd's letters. Mm. And she admits to herself that she finds Nicholas attractive. Um, and But... You know, she really is just thinking about Todd all the time. Yeah. And she feels lonely without him. And she remembers kind of dismissing Enid being lonely post-George. <laughs> but actually, now she is too. Yeah. Sweet Valley, as my notes say, all caps, because yeah. Sweet Valley is fucked. Yeah. 
You literally are constantly lonely. Accurate, yeah. If, if you, you don't, don't have ta- a boyfriend, yeah. you just forget about it. Like <laughs> It's all like, oh, she did have her friends, but... Yeah. It's like... I know what that is Ian, wrong with Ian's this face? problem wasn't a problem until it's the same one that Elizabeth has. And yeah. And like, oh. Oh, no, I see. Oh. Except she's... I just a, had no empathy for the situation. Oh, it's really, we're seeing her true colours. But yeah. um, it, instead of blaming the patriarchal system of Sweet Valley, which means that everybody's got to be paired up like yeah. fucking Noah's Ark animals oh, two God, by two. So true. Um, she's just feeling sad. Yeah. Uh, and she inwardly reaffirms her love for Todd and she heads to the barbecue. Yes. I never told that Jessica's happy because, and I quote, there's nothing she loved better than a scheme. Oh, so true. Well, <laughs> really I'm in fairness, me too, when I it mean, comes to reading about them. Yeah. So, fair enough. And she tells herself that Nicholas and Liz are obviously, obviously falling in love. <laughs> so obviously. Also, the barbecue is being held in the honour of uh, Nicholas's cousin, Jeffrey, oh, yeah. who Jessica had met on the yacht the previous day. And uh, Jessica is so gassed. She's like, although she'd considered falling in love with him for a wild moment <laughs> yesterday, she decided by now he was off limits. It's like, oh, because that's how that works. Yeah, she, You consider falling in love. I thought about it and I was like, nah. <laughs> no, because he's an archaeologist. I'm kind of into Jeffrey, I have to say. <laughs> he sounds kind of cool. He's a bit Indiana Jones. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, like student Indiana Jones. Oh. Like he keeps talking about the Aztecs and he wants to be an archaeologist. And it's like, Jeffrey, tell me some more. Let me go out in your yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's um, he's the star of the barbecue because all barbecues and parties have to be thrown in honour of people. You need a guest of honour for every event. <laughs> it's true. weird thing. <laughs> it happens in, in, in the next book. Um, there's a party thrown in honour of, of a random cousin who happens to be in town. That's right, yeah. So uh, Nicholas is talking to Liz about Regina, uh, but really he's just pressuring her into going on another date. Ugh, fuck's sake. And then she eventually says yes and thinks he probably wanted a good friend, just as she did. And then he kisses the tip of her nose. Uh, fuck off. So inappropriate. So inappropriate. Uh, so then she's nervous again. And later she tells Jess she's changed her mind about going out with Nicholas and it's just not a good idea. But Jess is like, oh, I need to save her from herself. Yeah. <laughs> and um, she's got multiple schemes on the go. She really does. She's multitasking like crazy in this book. Yeah, so she's got, she's going to save Liz yeah. from a fate worse than death, mm-hmm. i.e. not having a boyfriend, <laughs> to hand. And she decides to tell Jodie to call over to the house rather oh. than have the weird phone calls. She's yeah. going to get him, get her over sometimes, oh, yeah. Stephen. Much better there. to have a stranger turn up on your doorstep. <laughs> That'll really go down well, as, as it does, spoiler alert. And then Todd rings and Jess uh, makes her move. Yeah, because Jessica answers the phone and... You know, it's all kind of small talk. Everything's fine. Oh, yeah, there's a funny bit, actually, when uh, Todd is talking about Vermont and he's like, oh, you know, Jess, I think you'd like it here. Jessica found that unlikely, but she didn't want to hurt Todd's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Very out of character. <laughs> yeah. It's really not like her at all. I know. Well, though, I think Todd clearly doesn't know her well because I don't think she'd like Vermont either. No, I don't think so either. Even the nearest thing, time she got to a wood was when she was stuck out in that cabin. That's the true. Stashioed not... Scott. Yeah. Um, but uh, she just starts playing, playing Todd oh. like a cheap violin. Yeah, and he's an idiot to fall for all this. Oh, has he learned nothing? Clearly nothing. From just, like, her past yeah. schemes and lies. Yeah, it's gas or everyone just takes Jessica's word for it. Especially constantly. Him. Yeah, and he should definitely know better. Really? But anyway, yeah, because she kind of makes it out that basically Elizabeth is, well, you know, in a way she's right because Elizabeth is miserable. And all yes. she does is stay in and write letters to him. But that she kind of makes it sound like... You need to set her free. Yeah, she's kind of making it sound like Elizabeth is just wasting away at her desk writing letters and never having fun anymore. Yeah. Um, and Todd somehow decides the best way to set her free <laughs> is to ghost her. Just cut off contact yeah. completely. Oh, what? People at Sweet Valley are always doing this like, I must... Cut off all contact with you for your own good. It's yeah. never for their good. Just no. be honest. Yeah, it's you so freaking weird. weirdos. It's really weird. And le- but the worst part is she's kind of right in a way in that like they yeah. should break things off. But just yeah. she's going about it all wrong and Todd goes about it completely oh, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Like yeah. the fact that he wouldn't still just talk to her and be like, okay, let's like this, just... Let's have a break and yeah. not really... And see how we get on Because I think bit. really, uh, this is my, uh, my advice to all, is that the only way to get over and long distance thing when there's no feasible... Yeah. you know, Solution way of being there. together yeah. on a regular basis is you kind of have to drop all contact for a while. Yeah. Like, properly. Oh, yeah. 
Like, well, yeah, you're just going to torture yourself. Yeah, otherwise. you can't sit around waiting for like yeah. a letter or an email mm. or a phone call or True. whatever. So, yeah, yeah but just don't do it. this. But yeah, he literally ghosts. <laughs> It's so shit. It's really bad. And it's a few days later and Liz is worried because Todd hasn't returned her calls and like keeps, you know, they keep saying, oh, he's asleep. Yeah, his parents keep like just covering for him and saying, oh yeah, he's not here. Oh, he's having a nap. He's in bed. And then there's a great bit where Jess compares her to Penelope from the Odyssey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's like, that Greek Greek woman who sat around weaving things for 10 years while her husband was away. (laughs) I love when you can see the classical education of the ghostwriters Oh, just dropping in a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, Liz is like, well, I might as well go out with Nicholas. And she goes to a James Bond film. Now, which one would it have been? I think I looked this up a while ago. I think A View to a Kill is what would line up. Good Duran Duran theme tune. Yeah. Yeah, that does seem quite accurate. And uh, after the film. Yeah, where are we? 85. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been mid 80s. Or would have been. No, The Living Daylights was was later. That's late 80s. Yeah, because that was the one that I had at the. Theme, yes, yeah. and I had uh, the the living daylights. <laughs> wow, <laughs> well, we could have a Sweet Valley James Bond crossover. crossover. <laughs> well, that would be quite something. Justice for Timothy Dalton. That's all I'll say. Oh, poor old Timmy. Uh, mm. they, so anyway, uh, back in the Sweet Valley uh, after the the show, mm. Nicholas and Liz kiss. <gasps> And she kisses him back. Oh, yeah, she does, because she's kind of taken by surprise and then starts to kiss him back. And then Nicholas is like, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, no, you're fucking no, you're not. not. Oh, you barb. <laughs> Don't you lie to her face. You are terrible. He's the worst. And she feels like... Yeah, she feels like she needs Weird time. about it. Yeah, yeah. she's like, you know, I need some time to think. I'm really sorry. And he's... This is terrible and just classic fucking Nicholas. Because uh, he's like, oh, you know, think everything over. Don't push yourself. And then immediately he's like, can I see you this weekend? Let's go for ice cream. Yeah. Like, you just told her she needs time. And then oh, you give her that Give space. her some space, And Nicholas. then you're immediately on her fucking case to go for some fucking ice cream. Oh, And God. a few days later, like, she still hasn't heard from all toddles. <laughs> and she's just convinced, well, he's just abandoned her. Yeah. Which, I mean, Todd, really, this is shitty. Come on now. And uh, when Nicholas calls over to say like, oh, maybe we went too fast. And you know he doesn't mean it. It's no, more of his scheming. Yeah. She's like, no, I want to go out to dinner with you. <laughs> and they do. Yeah. So he kind of gets his way. It's oh, it's pure manipulation as well though, isn't it's it? It's like, really low. Yeah. And like he knows she's really vulnerable and yeah. he just keeps badgering her constantly. So Stephen is around and um, they, Liz and Stephen talk about Lila's forthcoming party. Mm. And she wants Stephen to come because she wants some college men. Now, as my notes say, why <laughs> do these college boys keep going to these 16-year-olds' party? It is so creepy. It's Just so don't weird. say, like, you're all adults. It's so weird. You're 18. Yeah, it's like... I can't do parties It's like being kids. in first year of college and going to a junior or disco. Yes, it like, literally that's is. That's what it is. It'd be the weirdest thing ever. You'd be the biggest fucking creep at that rate of going. Imagine like. if... <laughs> and, and when I was 15, 16... If they were college people, you'd think, what are those weirdos what, doing? Like, why, why are these rapists here? What's yeah. going on? <laughs> Sorry now, but like, come on. <laughs> Get out. Oh, Jesus. It's just, because it's not even like they're their friends. No, it's so creepy. It's like, <laughs> some random frat boys along. Anyway, uh, Liz tells Steve about Todd's radio silence and her dates with Nicholas. And Stephen is actually quite sensible mm. and says, look, you need to talk to Todd. Yeah. And she's like, well, he won't talk to me. He said, well, write, write to him. Wait a minute. You yeah. need to say... You're, you don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, and then, who should turn up? <laughs> but Jodie Maguire. Oh, God. Well, I, I presume we're going to save the description of Jodie's yes. look yeah. until the outfits. But all you need to know is that she's a bad girl. She's a bad girl. <laughs> she's and not she, like anything Elizabeth's ever seen. No. And she smokes. Oh my god. Yeah, she's got long fingernails and she Ooh. smokes. So basically she's fair game for Elizabeth to be a fucking bitch to her. Oh, and Elizabeth is like... Jodie's quite harmless. She really is. Like, I mean, she she flings her match or her fag butt or something on the patio, which is a bit rude. But, okay, yeah. you know... But she doesn't seem like a bad person. No, she just waffles on about Plato and yeah. finds her perfect match. But she does say Stephen wasn't what she had in mind. Yeah, well, yeah, because like, wasn't. when she answers the door to her, Elizabeth repressed the desire to burst out laughing. It's like, that's so rude. Well, it just shows how 
straight in every sense of the mm. word the denizens of Sweet Valley Yard that's yeah. somebody who is dressed in vaguely Something, outre yeah it's garb. not a polo shirt oh god oh <laughs> she's not wearing chinos <laughs> fuck's sake poor Dana and then yeah man Dana Just is wasted Dana. on that town of losers yes pretty god but yeah well, Elizabeth is so rude because like at one point, yeah, Elizabeth, or Stephen obviously has no idea what's going on and he's like, like, who are you? <laughs> Why are you yeah. in my house? Why are you looking for me? And he's like, you know, I've got a feeling you got the wrong house. Elizabeth literally bursts out laughing. Like, she just laughs in her face. She's such a rude bitch. She's so fucking rude. Well, I think we're seeing some insights into Liz's character with all this yeah. suddenly being sorry for Enid. Yeah. Em- discovering empathy, but yeah. not for long. It's like, oh, just because she smokes in his long fingernails, I guess she doesn't have any feelings. Like, that's yeah. how that goes. Just the manners. Yeah. Terrible No manners. manners. It's true. But Jodie mentions perfect match and all becomes clear. Yes. And uh, Stephen is like, I'm going to kill her because he knows <laughs> it's Jessica. And Liz is amused by all this. But then she glances at her locket. It makes her sad about Todd. Aww. She ponders whether she should turn to Nicholas and forget all about the lost Todd. Ooh. But the answer is obviously no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so, we're going to burn a bit with Jessica where she's just shocked by Stephen's ingratitude. <laughs> she's just like, he doesn't appreciate what I do for him. And she's looking forward to the party where she hopes she will meet someone older with a glamorous name like Calvin or Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> She wants to go out with an old-timey film star. That's what's happening. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Or a dog. Or a dog. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Monty. Uh, or a World War II general. Oh, so, there you go. Got a choice. She likes older men. Oh. <laughs> Christ. Oh, God. 70 years old. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's... Uh, she rings Lila and Lila is pondering whether to have a theme for the party because oh, her cousin yes. had a party after she got her appendix out mm-hmm. that was hospital themed and yes. everyone wore hospital gowns. It was it was a post-op party and everyone had to dress hospital and she turned up wearing one of those gowns that don't close in the back. It was <gasps> hilarious. This sounds more like those Just, uh, scandalous parties that Did Edith's Lila's, cousin used to have yeah, with the old rolled the around in a mattress. Uh, yeah. Did Lila's cousin go to a party with her arse out? Like, is that what's happening here? <laughs> At least Edith's cousin didn't wear arseless pajamas. <laughs> or did she? Oh, I don't know. Each to their own, I suppose. Jesus. But I, don't think, I think this is wildly inappropriate for a bunch yeah. of 16-year-olds. Well, Jessica's not impressed anyway. She's like, she couldn't imagine anything less romantic than having to dress up like a thermometer or something. <laughs> like, I wish we could see that. How is that where you go when you think dress hospital? I kind of like that that's where her mind does go, actually. It's quite good, actually. Um, so she tells Lila that Nicholas and Liz are fully in love. Yeah. But uh, Lila's all like, oh, yeah, oh care like... to make a bet? And she's like, no. Nope. <laughs> she got burned once there before. She really did. Lila's a mad woman for a wager, isn't she? she <laughs> it really is. Oh, they should have done a Lila gambling attic to yeah. one instead oh, of Ronnie Edwards. That would have been a better book. Yeah. Oh, so much better. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Liz and Enid are on the beach and Liz feels sorry for Todd because he's in a cold northern climb where he can't frolic on a beach. You can be cold and happy too, you know. <laughs> yeah, and also it does get summer yeah. in New England. Yeah. Like summer in New England is very hot. True. Um, they have seasons, imagine. They do have seasons. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I remember being in New Hampshire and it was fucking boiling. So yeah. Todd is probably soaking up the waves. Yeah. And uh, she starts going on, Liz starts going on about going riding with the Nicholas. And I was amazing. And he's got loads of ribbons <laughs> for show jumping and blah, 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 blah. And Edith's like, you all right? Like, yeah. Is this good? Is this a sensible What's going to be on? Going on? <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's worried that, Li- that Liz is moving too fast. And Liz kind of later on kind of realises that she is moving too fast she's kind of forcing forcing herself to be into Nicholas really yeah and there's not in it there's a kind of uh, quite sensible bit where she realises that she has to break it off with with Nicholas and that she'd always prided herself on her independence you know and unlike Dee Dee who was you know (laughs) fleeing herself she has to compare herself to somebody else favourably of course but poor poor Dee Dee under the bus yeah (laughs) bitch but but Liz knew, sort of acknowledges now that that independence was always based on the knowledge that Todd was there for her and that recently she's kind of forgotten that she used she did other stuff yeah. she just um, she's forgotten that she has her own interests she's just been concentrating about on on her her feelings for Todd mm. and it it should have been possible for her to find a balance between feeling sad but also 
Kind of just doing stuff. Yeah, because she has plenty going on. Like, she does yeah. have, she's got friends in school and, like, the Oracle the, is a whole other job, basically. And like. there's always people who want her wisdom. Oh, God, such yeah. as it is. She's what? always happening upon people to give them her advice. Yeah, so she can pat people's <laughs> shoulders in a patronising yeah. way. So, um, she, she's, it's quite sensible, really, though, this, yeah. this realisation. She's quite healthy. Yeah, comes to the, the realisation that, yeah, she needs to break it up with Nicholas. And yes. she's like, it's going to be a terrible blow for him when he finds oh, out. Jesus, well, it serves him right. Yeah. Least, least he deserves, frankly. Absolutely, the very least. Oh, and she's also going to write to Todd. Oh, yeah. And speaking of Todd. <gasps> well, look who's back. It's him. <laughs> it is himself. <laughs> yeah, it is. He came back, or like his dad was supposed oh, to come this back is ridiculous. to tie up loose ends, but he couldn't because he was busy. So he just sends his 16-year-old son to go close bank accounts and sort out <laughs> furniture. And it's like, in what universe How is that do you even send legal? a child to tie up your loose ends, <laughs> financial and otherwise? <laughs> so weird. What's the story, Mr. Wilkins? How can you even do that? Like, Can you send a 16-year-old to... Close your bank, bank accounts. accounts and organize your furniture and st- like it's very strange. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, but no one but the Egberts know that Todd is back. Yeah, this is also peculiar. It's very strange. And I suppose the fact that he has cut off contact with Elizabeth, maybe that's why he didn't tell her. But uh, but then he wants to surprise her. Yeah, that's really weird. And then he's going to drive go to her house, but then he can't do it. He d- drives past. He he's too scared, to do and he decides it's a better idea to turn up because he somehow knows about Lila's party. He decides it's better to turn up there when yeah. there's loads of people. Oh, yeah. That's great. Well done, Todd. He, he also has an entire conversation with himself in his car. Yo, oh, yeah, it goes on for ages. When he's like, I can't do it, he whispered, his throat dry. I'm too frightened to go up to the door. And like, this is all just him in the car on his own. And he's like, I'll tell her tonight. I'll take her in my arms. Like, it's all very Sunset Beach, isn't it? It's, it's like, very much is. Here's what I'm going to do. It's like ben Todd's voiceover. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So while old Todd Toddles drives around the streets, yeah. Stephen is en route to the party from SVU. And he's invited Betsy, who uh, we might remember, oh, yeah, Betsy yeah, yeah. Martin. Betsy Martin and Jason's... Oh yeah, and Jason's Betsy's boyfriend, who, who's his friend as well. Yeah, yeah. She fix, he fixed them up That's right. in Promises. Mm-hmm. And he's driving along and he sees someone at the side of the road trying to fix a tyre. And it's Kara mm. Walker! Mm. She's got, yeah, she's got a flat tyre. And... Uh, <laughs> Stephen is <laughs> such an asshole. Oh, he's such a prick. He's so dodgy. This whole it's, Stephen and Kara oh, stuff is... This whole thing makes me furious. <laughs> but he, Yeah, so it kind of starts off um, on, you know, a terrible note. Uh, so yeah, he sees the car, he has a flat tyre. Uh, she's on, what, Route 29. And apparently she's the last person he would have expected to run into because somehow he'd always gotten the impression that Kara was incapable of driving to the supermarket, let alone taking a car out on the expressway. Why do you think this? What the fuck? Like, based on what exactly? Yeah. It's prejudice. So rude. Oh, and he gets worse. Oh, like, this is, yeah. The tip tip of the iceberg. (laughs) Really, really is. And an iceberg of creepiness. Mm. So he helps her change the tyre. And she just seems really down and sad. And when he he sees her being so vulnerable, he basically starts fancying her, doesn't he? so creepy. Yeah, he's like, gone was the spoiled, silly girl Stephen had once known. In her place was a sensitive, intelligent young woman whom Stephen thought he wouldn't mind getting to know better. Like, it's literally because she's miserable. Yeah. He's suddenly like, oh, oh, she's hot. (laughs) Like, who fucking thinks like that? Someone who went out with a porcelain doll. (laughs) He's got a type. He likes a week. It's so horrible though, because like, Kara is 16. She's allowed to be silly and gossipy. She's a 16-year-old old girl and just because she's miserable and is now giving you a boner that's not like a good thing no you should be asking some questions about yourself Stephen oh he's just the worst yeah because it turns out she's just come they go for a coffee and after he helps her change the tyre and it turns out that she's just come from the counsellor's office because her parents are are getting divorced as mentioned Mm. and her father's moving to Chicago and are taking her little brother so her whole family's being destroyed her family's completely messed up and suddenly Stephen's like ooh Mm, you're looking really good on that (laughs) like what (laughs) are you doing (laughs) and he like he urges her to go to Lana's party and he's like maybe me and Kara could help each other it's so gross that this is the point that he fancies her at like when she's upset and miserable he needs to go to it I'm glad Kara's going to a cancer because Stephen needs one fucking hell so it turns out that Jess cut to the party it turns out Jess has got a date via the agency with Spence Milgate (laughs) but he's a dad oh yeah he keeps talking about he wants to be an undertaker She does Which, not like this. She does not. But like that that's probably someone who's quite interesting. Yes, <laughs> like, he's got interests. Yeah. <laughs> you were bored by Ken talking about water skiing exactly. a few months ago. Yeah, so it's something um, new at least. So she's trying to escape mm. um Spencer. And it, oh, and it, we also get told as an aside that Missy, <laughs> Stephen's potential date, didn't work out because she decided she prefers food to people. Food to men. 
Well, not you, just people, but men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, based Basically, on the sweet valiance. Oh, like based on this town. Yeah, she has her priorities bang up in order. Yeah, like, I who mean, could blame her? Jesus, you keep Miss, keep eating. Missy knows what's Missy. up. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> You're better off Enjoy without yourself. Yeah, Jesus. you're better off without the <laughs> yeah. sweet valley lads. Absolutely. Um, so Jessica's trying to avoid him, and she pumps into Betsy, who is not ter- impressed to see Stephen chatting with Kara. Yeah. And Jess tries to get away with her because she doesn't like any awkwardness. But then she thinks mm. she sees a ghost, <gasps> but she thinks. <laughs> But ghosts don't wear blazers and cords. And it's true. There is like a cutoff for ghosts. Yeah. You, know, you never see 80s ghosts. No. Like some banker that overdid it on the cocaine or anything. Yes. Like, where are they haunting? Where are they? Why are they always Victorian and like old timey? What's I the cutoff know. for a ghost? I don't know. Maybe it's like a 50, 60 years. Yeah. You sort of think you could have a World War Two ghost. So okay. Maybe 70 yeah. years. That's true. So yeah, yeah, but then you're looking at the 40s as like your most recent ghost. Because you're not going to yes. see a 60s ghost. No. We're all the hippie ghosts. <laughs> like, Somebody needs to investigate this. We need to get some <laughs> ghost hunters on the podcast. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karen's old time ghost hunt. <laughs> In fairness, I'm sure some of you would listen to this. I, I think, think we'd so. love to make it. I'd listen to that. <laughs> uh, but uh, well, Jess knows all about this ghost cut off point because uh, she knows that this is no ghost. Yeah. It's none other than Todd Wilkins. It's himself. Oh my God, what's he doing here? And she tries to sort of lure him away from where Liz and Nicholas are dancing oh in a tight embrace. Yes. But it's too late. Yeah. And he sees Liz and Nicholas and just as Liz sees him, Todd flees into the darkness. <gasps> Todd, he's so dramatic. He really is dramatic. He spins <laughs> on his heel, he if does. I remember he's right. out of there. Yeah. Um, so Liz is just like in bits. And she asks Nicholas to bring her home and because he's just constantly a dick he's all grumpy when she tells him she just still cares too much about Todd. Like how did you not see this coming first of all? (laughs) You've persuaded this vulnerable girl to go out with you and now you're pissed off when she decides that she can't do it. Mm. You're an arsehole. So she admits to him that she needs to learn to stand on her own two feet and Nicholas is like oh I can be your friend. She's like no. Jesus. And then he's all sulky. Yeah. And says, oh, you can't mess me around. And it's like, that'd be fair enough if you hadn't been constantly taking advantage of your... preying on her, like. Yeah. Yes. Grooming her. Ugh. So she sobs and begs his forgiveness. Jesus. Yes, really. <laughs> Fucking hell. Wow. So uh, it turns out that uh, Jess gets home having borrowed one of the Fowler's yeah. cars. <laughs> Amazing. And the idea they've just got a fleet. They just have a fleet. It's cr- so cool. Yeah, they can just lend cars. They've like a people. Fowler crest on each door as well, I suppose. Oh. I really hope so. I bet they do. <laughs> branded Fowler cars. <laughs> oh, don't, that's, a, that's another marketing opportunity yeah. somebody missed back in the day. Um, so she comes clean to Liz and tells her that she told Todd to keep away. Yeah. And Liz isn't really angry with her, which I would be. Yeah, she's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I'm going now. I'm going to drive around looking for Todd. Yeah. And uh, so she does and she can't find him anywhere but then she goes to the Wilkins house. Oh. And who is there? Oh. Sitting on the lawn. Sad little Todd. All sad. Yeah. And they actually have an honest talk. They do. And they admit that they shouldn't put any pre- all this pressure on each other yeah. but they sort of hope that they can be together again someday because they do sort of love each other. Yeah. It's kind of the best they're, they're they can kind of, for. Yeah, it's like it's open-ended. Like they still yeah. care about each other but like they can see other people because... It's yeah. ridiculous to try and maintain that uh, yeah. long distance. Um, and then Todd says that the locket is a token of friendship oh. and not a chain. Though I have to say, in those circumstances, I wouldn't want somebody to go, well, it's just a token of friendship. They're yeah, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, they rescind all the meaning that was attached to that. Yeah. <laughs> it was only two weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we're saying we're not going to be chained together forever, oh, but God. like, give it a minute. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, that's it. They they sort of they they reach a, a conclusion. Mm. They're looking forward looking to the future a bit more optimistically. Yeah. But there's been more drama at the party after they left. Yeah. Because it turns out in an aside we hear the Jess quitting her job. Oh yeah. That's just a buy she, the yeah, buy. She, I think she made enough money to pay back the debt to Ned and Alice yes. and to buy another dress or something for herself. Yes. <laughs> it's like, all right, um so that's it. She's got she's out of there. <laughs> she's so much for her bond with Marianne. <laughs> yeah. Good lord, she's so heartless. And Stephen comes home and he's a bit distracted and mm. from the party and they're wondering what's up. So Jess rings Lila and finds out that after they left there was a scene. <gasps> Betsy Martin came up to them on the dance floor. Yes, yeah, she did. Because she wasn't too impressed with the Stephen and Cara. No, she together. was not. And she basically just berated Stephen, saying, don't you think it's a little soon for that sort of behaviour? Have you forgotten my sister already? <gasps> and um, yeah, basically everyone got really upset and Stephen just ran off and left Cara there. Yeah, yeah. for all Cara. Yeah. As far as not having a good time. She's so so that is it. So can you read us out there? 
Uh, yeah, so will Betsy Martin stand in the way of Stephen and Kara's happiness? Yes. Find out in Sweet Valley High 24. Memories. <gasps> and yeah. that was. That was Say Goodbye. It was. Mm. And there was more drama in it than I remembered there being. It was actually. Yeah. I just remembered it being Todd and Elizabeth moping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually completely forgotten about the Nicholas stuff. Oh, the, uh, And yes. totally forgotten that this was the one with the dating agency. Because I did remember the dating agency, so but funny. not that it happened here. Yeah. So uh, after all that melodrama, mm. do you have some stats and outfits for us? I do. Okay. Well, I have one outfit because that was the only thing of note. Was, oh, but it's good. Was Jodie. Um, Go on. Okay. So Jodie's outfit, she was wearing a black leather jacket and skin tight leather trousers. Ooh. The girl who stood there looked like someone in a movie about punk rockers. <laughs> she had at least six earrings in one ear. What? And the longest fingernails Elizabeth had ever seen. Ouch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> They are easily fucking shocked. Aren't they though? A bit of leather and they're terrified. Leather and six earrings. Yeah. Not oh, a big deal. Six earrings in like <laughs> yeah. secondary school, basically. Yeah. Like, it's very strange. Really? The um the blue green eyes get four mentions. Mm, average. Yeah. The blondness gets ten mentions. Whoa. Which is quite a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised. I wouldn't have thought there'd be that many. And uh, Jessica is miffed three times. <laughs> And then Jodie gets in on the action and gets miffed once. Oh, so there's four miffs. Yeah. That's quite a lot of miffs. Isn't it? It was more than I you know, would have thought. More than one is, is yeah, quite a lot, lot of people being miffed. Um, Todd Good cries word. four times. Oh, Elizabeth cries 14 times. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a, that's more than Dee Dee. She's the last miss. one. I think it might be. There was a lot of crying from Dee Dee. There was. Dee Dee was... Actually, the crying in the last one, I think I just counted everyone crying and that was 26. But oh, it was okay. mostly Dee Dee. So actually, I'd say it was all Dee Dee. A lot more, yeah. Because who else would have been crying mm. in the last one? That's true. Wow, though that is still so a lot yeah, of crying. Yeah, 14 times. That's a lot wow. in, in, you know, a sh- short enough book. <laughs> it is actually one of the shorter ones. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there we go. So that was... Uh, there's some good stats. They, I kind of like are. when there's one that goes that, that there's something quite of extreme. Like yeah. where they blush a million, <laughs> zillion times. Yeah. Everyone's biting their lip for some reason in this one. <laughs> oh, well, they, they, that's how they express their emotion mm. quite, quite frequently. Uh, so True. we have some news about our next episode. Yeah. It is our birthday. Yay! We're one. We're one year old. <laughs> so when our next episode goes out, um, it will be uh, a year since the broadcast of our first episode. Imagine a year. Feels doesn't feel like that long. And we've got through twenty three books. Yeah. Well, actually, no, we've got through twenty four because well, we did the Wakefields of Sweet Valley. Oh, that's true. Yes, one extra. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a ride. It really has. So next week, we will not be discussing a book, but we will be discussing what we have learned. Yes, some of the life lessons we've gleaned. Terrifying <laughs> life lessons. They're All I, of them bad. Yeah, we're, just so you know, we didn't say they were good lessons. Oh, no. Um, so some of you have sent in what you have learned and we'll be discussing them too. Yeah. So we, uh, we will now say goodbye. Uh. <laughs> And we'll see you next week to discuss what we have learned from Sweet Valley High. You can uh, send us an email. Uh, uh, yes, you can. <laughs> as, <laughs> if you want to chat to us between then. Um, you can send us an email at uh, svhpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at svhpodcast. And as I'm sure you know, we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network. We're uh, the home of some of the best podcasts in Ireland. Yeah. I probably... Pretty much all of the best podcasts in Ireland, <laughs> give or take a, a handful of other ones. <laughs> and you can follow the network at HS Pod Network and This Head Stuff. Yeah. And uh, oh, please yeah. give us like a rating and review on iTunes as well. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever, yeah. Because it does help other people find out. And uh, we do very much appreciate we all do. your messages and support. Yeah. And we know that literally thousands of you around the world are <laughs> listening to this. So... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening and join us next week for our birthday bash. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this is how it's always been. I'm on the outside looking in. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. 
Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today.